Hey, this is Mike Zwick from If Not For God podcast. Our show, Stories of Hopelessness Turned Into Hope. Your chosen Truth Network podcast is starting in just seconds. Enjoy it, share it, but most of all, thank you for listening and for choosing the Truth Podcast Network. This is the Truth Network. Coming to you from an entrenched barricade deep in the heart of Central North Carolina. Masculine Journey After Hours. A time to go deeper and be more transparent on the topic covered on this week's broadcast. So sit back and join us on this adventure. The Masculine Journey After Hours starts here now. Welcome to Masculine Journey After Hours. We are in our post-boot camp. You know, we did a lot of pre-boot camp stuff. Now this is post-boot camp uh, radio show. Yeah. So we, we're doing that Boy, today. We pillar the post boot camp now. Well, you know, next week it becomes pre <laughs> pre okay. boot camp again because we got one coming up in uh, in March. Yeah, so, yeah. Start so, the pre now. Well, yeah, we'll start talking about that a little bit more when it's. You know, we've mentioned it a little bit on the regular radio show. We'll talk a little bit about it now, but uh, we won't really talk about it a lot until it's up on our website again. Are you yeah. saying we went from pillar to post? Yeah, and not only that, we're messing with Danny's degree, his PhD. Oh yeah, you want to talk about PhD? Your PhD? A post hole diggers? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. You can put in a pillar with post hole diggers. Well, after boot camp, I found a pillow and a blanket. I was tired. <laughs> yeah, you're selling that one pretty. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> selling, selling, whatever. Selling, selling. Well, we are in our post boot camp radio show, and we normally talk about what was our favorite clips, favorite. Uh, topic, favorite thing that we uh, event, you know, favorite memory, I guess I should say from boot camp. And so we talked a little bit about that on the first show and we're going to continue. And coming up first, we have Danny's clip. So Danny, you are first in the after hours. So congratulations. Thank you. Thank you very much. You made the cut. So I made a cut one more time. You did. So, um, we'll see how next week rolls. Yeah. I'm pretty sure we're bombing next week. Um, the clip is from Shrek is one we've used a lot in and use it in the beauty to beauty to rescue talk. But that became that topic was just so much broader and deeper this time on lots of different levels, but we can play the clip and then we'll talk about it on the backside. Okay. So what's happening in the clip, you know, we've played it many times is Shrek. Has Shrek has rescued the princess and they have the interchange where she's going on and on about being rescued and true love's first kiss. And, mm-hmm. and well, listen Shrek, to it. Can we listen to it now? We can now. You, you said enough. There. Thank <laughs> you. Do something with the mouse, will you? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll do something with it. You did it. You rescued me. You're amazing. You're, you're wonderful. You're a little unorthodox, I'll admit, but thy deed is great and thine heart is pure. I am eternally in your debt. <coughs> And where would a brave knight be without his noble steed? All right, I hope you heard that. She called me a noble steed. She think I'm a steed? (laughs) The battle is won. You may remove your helmet, good sir knight. Ah, no. (laughs) Why not? I, I have helmet hair. Please, I would look upon the face of my rescuer. Oh, no, you wouldn't, Durst. But how would you kiss me? What? That wasn't in the job description. Maybe it's a perk. No, it's destiny. Oh, you must know how it goes. 
a princess locked in a tower and beset by a dragon is rescued by a brave knight. And then they share true love's first kiss. Hmm? With Shrek? You think, wait, whoa, 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 wait, wait, you think that Shrek is your true love? Well, yes. <laughs> you think Shrek is your true love? <laughs> what is so funny? <laughs> Let's just say I'm not your type, okay? Of course you are. You're my rescuer. Now, now remove your helmet. I'm not going to. Take it off. No! Now! Okay! Easy! You're a... An ogre. Oh, you're expecting Prince Charming. Well, yes, actually. You're not supposed to be an ogre. But I have to be rescued by my true love. Not by some ogre and, and, and his pet. Well, so much for noble steed. Look, Princess, you're not making my job any easier. Danny, that's that's all you. That's all me. That's um, all you. So tell you know, our friend, our friend Robbie laid this out beautifully, and it was kind of like the icing on the cake for me, because that is the story of the gospel. Is you know the beauty, which is the church, us, is beset by a dragon, Satan, and you know we need rescuing, and and it just occurred to me through all most of boot camp that you know if if that's part of the deal, then then Christ has come to rescue our innocence, our, our beauty, that which he created. And what a story. And we saw so much of that over this boot camp. Yeah, we were contested on every side. But to watch God come in and, and, and rescue men from lots of different wounds and, you know, just amazing stuff within the team and, you know, the guys that were there and, you know, the salvation of Robbie's brother. I mean, what an amazing thing to know that, yeah, there is a beauty who's beset, but Christ is is our rescuer and our redeemer. And that, that's just, I mean, to me it was just awesome. Just the whole time, I was just, wasn't sure which way to turn half the time. It was just seemed like so much excitement and so much joy in the guys and, and to watch men come alive. So, Danny, uh, well said. Thank you. What was your favorite memory from boot camp, if you could limit it to one or two? Oh, I don't know. I just, I mean, it was just the whole boot camp, but, but interacting with a couple of the guys and just watching them get hold of things that, you know, the conversations you have at dinner or, you know, out in free time or something like that. Okay. And sneak a conversation in in a covenant of silence from time to time. Your analogy really got me thinking. Can Jesus get helmet hair? Maybe. Hey, Danny. I know nothing about helmet hair. I'm just saying. What about the bonfire? What about the bonfire? Yeah, we had the first ever Danny bonfire. We did. Danny and, Palooza or whatever. And, uh, it was. Yeah, there was some zippy moments from what I understand before I got there. Uh, bought the wrong lighter fluid. So it was technically lighter fluid, though. Yeah, you, you, yeah. you built an amazing bonfire. I mean, it was really pretty cool. You just got to work on the whole starting part of it. Well, you know, <laughs> for once in my life... I didn't start out the gate good, but finished well. So, mm. Oh, that's good. It's better to finish well. You got to start somewhere, right? That's right. Yeah. It was Look, good. Yeah. Rookie, rookie experience, you know. Yeah. In his defense, the resident pyromaniac wasn't there. He was out with the flu. I've never had trouble starting fires. Putting them out sometimes, but never starting. Oh. Well, Harold, we missed you at this camp. I mean, it, it, it was just not the same without you being there. And so 
hopefully you won't miss any more coming up. But uh, understandably, you had your son in town, and that had to take precedence. Yeah, our, our oldest son, Hal, lives out in New Mexico, and it's been five years since he'd been here. Now, we had seen him during that time of us being out there, but uh, he had planned to come in, and so I had to change my plans. I hated to miss, but I needed to be with him. Uh, but I have a couple of things from previous boot camps. Mm-hmm. My first boot camp, uh, I was really thrilled. I had hunted all over the territory of trying to find Robbie to say goodbye. Couldn't find him at all, so I finally got in the car and started up the road. And I hear this pounding on the trunk. And uh, Robbie had run me down in order to say goodbye. So my first boot camp ended with uh, a nice hug with my big, tall buddy. And then my other favorite memory came from a different boot camp when I was actually doing the welcome talk. And I mentioned that these were not trained speakers trying to cut some slack. And uh, my big buddy, Jim, spoke up and said, ah, but I have had training. And I was able to zing him with, you need more training. <laughs> <laughs> you need to get your money back on that and, one. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I was really tickled at, uh, at the first show when I heard the part about Rudy and uh, and the fact that there's, there is a God. And because within the last couple of days in one of the Bible studies I do online, I had written in, in the comments that I made that uh, – he is the alpha. I'm just a member of the pack. Mm-hmm. And so I, I expressed the same idea in just a little different choice of words. But, uh, yeah, I hated to miss, but uh, it, it was really good to have the time with Hal. Yeah, you, you were missed. Jim was missed. Wayne was missed. It uh, just was not the same without having you guys there. And, uh, um, you know, definitely God still showed up, and God always shows up and, and, and does what God does. And, it was just a pretty amazing boot camp. Um, Robbie, you want to add something? Well, a couple of really neat memories for me. Mm-hmm. You know, I often or probably most often have done the Core Desires talk, right? Which is the opening talk. And, and you know, Darren used to do it, which was always just like one of the highlights of my first boot camps was watching Darren do that talk. And, and, and so this time we had Andy you know, it was his first time to do that talk. And, and it's, it's one because you're, you know, you start off the weekend with that thing. And he, he came into that with a kidney stone, like what the heck? And you could see the color in his face was that kind of, you know, greenish. <laughs> I don't know what you call it when you could tell that somebody doesn't feel good. And I was like, Oh man, but to watch him do that talk and, and you would understand, you know, that, you're, you see somebody just come alive from the fact that he was, you knew he felt horrible, but he was, he was, he did it in Andy style from my standpoint. In other words, he didn't do it like Darren. He certainly didn't do it like Robbie, but it was, it was, it was, you know, right at people's hearts. And I, and I watched one of the guys from the rescue mission just, man, it looked like he had a man crush on Andy. He was he was, he was going on, on, on. that it, it, it was like the best thing he'd ever heard in his life. And you could see the effect had on it. And, and I was just like, man, man, how cool is this? Because you talk about a warrior, like I've had the procedure, you know, or the surgery, whatever Andy's talking about. I've had that, 
right? And they leave parts in you that it's not fun, okay? And I'm not gonna go into detail, but it's not fun, okay? (laughs) So to see him step up and do that was amazing. And then another favorite memory was our buddy Corn, right? And and Corn had told me like right after the last boot camp that he wanted to do something for what he called the 10, which the 10 being, you know, the, the band of brothers, essentially there are, you know, by count 10 that were in this group that would be considered the band of brothers. And, you know, he wanted, he said, Robbie, I got to do something, at, you know, so you got to, you got to give me some time on Thursday before the camp that we, you, I've got to make a presentation to the 10 and, you know, all I heard about. And every time I talked to him for the you know last six months is, you know, I hope you guys are ready. Cause I'm old. so, you know, he, in true corn fashion, as only corn could do it, right? He's got this, he gets us all together in a huddle. And then he gives us his corn speech that's just unbelievable. You know, complete emotion because he is a completely wholehearted person. If you were standing in that circle and you didn't feel love, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, it, it was, but unfortunately, there were only seven of the 10 there because of the warfare that was involved. But nonetheless, so then you're expecting something like, what you weren't expecting was a black trash bag. <laughs> and now I want you to reach your hand in this black trash bag. And if you know corn well, you know it's very likely there's some roadkill in that black trash bag. <laughs> and so we're all looking at each other like, and he goes, yep, 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 yep. You got to stick your hand in the trash bag and everybody's going to get. I mean, it was just. I don't, I'm, I'm convinced. I don't think there's any one of us that will ever forget that moment, right? It, it's this kind of stuff that you will have for the rest of your life. Yeah, it was pretty cool. And, and he had us all going pretty good, you know, cause he's like, y'all have to reach your hand in at once all at the same time, you know, no one cheat, you know, and it, it was very cool what he got us and very memorable and, and uh, what, what a good hearted man. It, it was really cool. Yeah. When we got our hands finally in there, I realized that he'd, you know, bought these unbelievable knives for all of us that were, yeah. you know, look like we could do some roadkill cutting ourselves if we yeah. needed to, whatever. <laughs> yeah. but, but I'm just saying that, you know, there, and, and think about it, man. How many, how many memories are there that will last your lifetime from, you know, from these camps and these opportunities where God you know, yeah, they're opposed. Yeah, there's a lot of shenanigans. Oh, 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 oh. I should say that one of the, <laughs> when I finally, you know, got up to do my first talk, I'm, I'm standing up there and I look out at the, uh, you know, at the, all the sound people and everybody's back there and they're all wearing these green t-shirts. <laughs> and it says, what does it say? Here for the shenanigans is what all these shirts said. And they had all across the back and they had a t-shirt for me too. Here for the shenanigans. Yeah, if you haven't listened to Robbie's show, you will know how much he says the word shenanigans. It's it's in there like prego spaghetti sauce. That's what you know. It's about the same. About the same. He says that quite often, and so we've that was probably the longest secret we've kept. Yeah, because we got him somewhere around St. Patrick's Day, because obviously it's a green shirt and the shenanigan thing. But uh, we've we've kept him under wraps until boot camp in November. So that was pretty good for this group to to not uh, have. Uh, Right, but it's another one of those memories, right, yeah. that, that that will flash through my mind of, you know, looking across, like, what in the heck? 
they got, and this is what actually went into my mind because I had this wound that they leave me out, you know? And I'm like, man, this is just another example of they all got the same shirt and I didn't get one. Yeah, the look on your face wasn't necessarily, oh, I get that this is hilarious. It was, hmm, they're, they're interrupting my talk with something. What are they doing? Yeah. I'm going to roll up here. What's happening? You, no, you, you didn't know that I was feeling left out. I was no. like, what's up with this? But that's what was uh, up with it. They, it was a surprise for me. Gotcha. That made it all the much better, you know. Yeah, you know, I got to spend some time with Ricky Corn more this boot camp than ever before. And, you know, it, he's one of those examples of if you judge a book by its cover, you're going to miss a good read. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's real life. Yeah, I mean, I, but he is, he is so deep, and you're right. He is wholehearted, and he hears from God, and he's just, you know, just he thinks about people and helping people all the time. I was just amazed. Just Yeah, and another thing, you know, my brother said, you know, I, I went to say goodbye to Corn. I couldn't find him anywhere. And I said, you never will. He, he doesn't say goodbye. He, he's, you, you, you know, he struggles with that. And so, you know, he's, you'll see him the second he shows up. And, boy, he always comes early, and he always is there to help and all that. But, but you won't see him when it comes time to go. He'll be gone. And what Terry did one of the guys there just a great gesture of love to help him out that was wonderful too and since uh i traveled the road that uh of good intentions fairly frequently corn let me say right now thank you very much for my blade i wasn't <laughs> there for the presentation but i love your brother and that was wonderful i do have one last memory of this camp i want to share i was uh feeling pretty crappy about not being able to be there. And uh, I, I did, God did remind me and had previously reminded me that uh, it wasn't up to me, it was up to him. But the fact that the guys stepped up, uh, took the roles that I had been assigned and did well with them, meant a lot to me, and that's part of being a band of brothers. I was a casualty, but the battle continued, and you guys won, and I appreciate being part of this. Yeah, that was for me, just watching everybody step up because we had people in roles that they normally don't do. Mm. We had the fewest people to ever set up, and it went really smooth and got it done quickly. So all the other camps that we're doing to – get better at setting up and doing things things we've done have, have helped and it, it just reduced any stress things went pretty smooth up until the last day <laughs> and when we showed up and there's no talk for robbie and sam to do their talk mm -hmm. it was just just one more last thing that had to just blow up that morning and turn into mm -hmm. something where you, of course you never see the outcome right but the reaction that the campers had to the last talk. Mm -hmm. Well, why did Satan take it off the computer and just erase it? Because there was so much missing. When we looked at the files, it wasn't just that talk. It was many things that were just gone, missing. And it was just, what is going on? So they had, Sam and Robbie had to rebuild everything at the last minute and put on the show, and they did it. They were able to put the stuff together, get their thoughts together, get refocused, and it turned out to be probably one of the biggest highlights. So it was just that constant overcoming of battles. It was just, to me, it was just, you, when you stood back and could watch, 
it was interesting because there's different times where, you know, like I'm in the middle of something trying to do something, and then you kind of stand back and watch everybody else. You're like, wow, look at this. Look at the guys go. Mm. And like I saw Danny was, oh, Danny's driving down to go build the fire. Well, first time for everything. You know, Wayne wasn't there. There's just, it was just fun to watch. That's where you're talking, Jim, band of brothers. You know, we all just chipped in and did our thing. It was good. It was. It was very good. Yeah. Andy, you actually have a clip. You want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so this clip, I did do the talk on the um, new name or identity. And, you know, you heard the, <laughs> the uh, you have to go back to the other show, but it was the opening clip on um, the, You Big Dummy is the, basically the clip. And, and there, that was part of my story that actually uh, a <laughs> family member kind of gave that to me one time. And it really is talking about getting out of um, that as being your identity. But there's this clip that um, is from Les Mis. It's the priest that comes and kind of gives John Valjean, who's been an escaped convict and been in uh, prison for 19 years and paid paid hard labor and all. This man, even though John Valjean actually rips off some silver from him and takes it. This man gives him a new lease on life and a new identity. And the story is so great. He goes on and, and really shows that same grace to other people. But this has just always been a powerful boot camp, boot camp clip to me. So we'll use wooden spoons. I don't want to hear anything more about it. I'm sorry to disturb you. You caught him. But I had my eye on this man. Oh, thank God. I'm very angry with you, Jean Valjean. What happened to your eye, Monseigneur? Didn't he tell you he was our guest last night? Oh, yes. After we searched his knapsack and found all this silver, he claimed (laughs) that you gave it to him. Yes. Of course I gave him the silverware. But why didn't you take the candlesticks? That was very foolish. Madame Gillot, fetch the silver candlesticks. They're worth at least 2,000 francs. Why did you leave them? Hurry. Monsieur Valjean has to get going. He's lost a lot of time. Did you forget to take them? Are you saying he told us the truth? Of course. Thank you for bringing him back. I'm very relieved. Release him. You're really letting me go? Didn't you understand the bishop? Madame Gino, offer these men some wine. They must be thirsty. Thank you. And don't forget. Don't ever forget. You've promised to become a new man. Promise? Why are you doing this? Jean Valjean, my brother. You no longer belong to evil. With this silver, I've bought your soul. I've ransomed you from fear and hatred. And now I give you back to God. Just a picture of Jesus there. It's just, it's so amazing. It's like, you know, he's, he rips him off, but then he was like, well, why didn't you take the candlesticks? Isn't that the way God does? It's like, okay, you've sinned, but here, why don't you take these good blessings, these, you know, all the all the love and generosity I have for you, and then, you know, he talks, um, you know, at at the end just about, uh, you know, you're a new man, and and, and how much that truly uh, affects John Valjean from from then on, 
And, um, you know, that whole statement about new man, John Valjean in passing said, you give me a meal and a bed to sleep in, I'll be a new man. And then he says, you promised to be a new man, kind of switching it on him. It's just a cool scene. To, to, it's really about God's grace in there. Yeah, it's 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 really cool uh, when that – all the talks are so good mm-hmm. for different reasons. Um, but this is one where people transition from the world's labels yeah. to God's label. Right, yep. You know, what does God call me? Right. Right. And, man, that identity, as you were talking about, mm-hmm. makes all the difference in the world. Yep. Yep. Right. And I hadn't even told you guys this, but my little brother, who isn't so little, but <laughs> he, he said he heard his name, and he wow. what he heard was Valiant. Oh, man. That's awesome. And, and, yeah, I know that, you know, whenever you give that yeah. talk and somebody actually hears from God something, mm-hmm. you know, that it's just beyond precious. Yep. Um, because that's the kind of thing, you know, they carry with them forever. Yep, yep, for sure. Yeah, and we saw in some of the boot camp comments, someone else got their name. Yeah, right, Brave, you know? I think. Was, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so it, it's so cool when they can start to walk in the deeper truths, yep. right, the deepest truths of their yep. life, right, and not the lies that they've been told yep. the whole time. One, one last thing on what I just thought about it, too. It was so much on what Corn did for us in the shirt. That was great about Rob. It was a couple of things. But I think the thing that other people had mentioned is just the responsiveness of to a lot of the talks from the guys. It's whenever you see it visually or somebody, they get it, light bulb goes on. But I think from a group holistically, and I don't like comparing groups, but I don't know that we've had one where everybody was – engaged the entire time it seemed like uh, that you know you just had we had everybody's attention and you didn't have to call in people in a lot or they were ready to roll so yeah i'll um finish with this last uh thought as far as from boot camp you know we have certain parts of the boot camp we know certain talks we're going to do right we do the same talks to some degree there's some that are there's some uh, opportunities to do other talks that we don't always do at every boot camp or to do something different. Uh, it always amazes me how God changes our plan in the midst of boot mm-hmm. camp. You know, Robbie with the cards, you know, that you were, um, God laid on your heart to lay out both, both days, both mornings when you did talks it made a huge difference in, in the guys sharing their stories and us being able to pray over that. Um, I've never seen as many people stick around for prayer after the new name, we don't always pray, offer to pray over people. Mm-hmm. But we did this time, and probably about half the people stayed. Mm-hmm. You know that we could pray over them, and you know God knows the fruit of what that'll yeah. produce. You know that's it's all on Him anyway. But just being able to walk with Him and watch Him do things well outside sometimes our comfort zone. You know, mostly at time outside yeah, our comfort right, yeah. zone because that's when He really shows up and shines. But uh, you've been listening to the Masculine Journey After Hours, and we do have a boot boot camp coming up. Uh, March 30th through April 2nd. That'll be on our website here in the next couple weeks. And we have an entrenchment coming up before that in Kernersville, January 28th and 29th. That's a Friday evening, all day Saturday. And it's free. That one is free. The boot camp's not free. That's right. You don't want to miss that part. This is the Truth Network.